0: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 546. Um, We've added a second Nerdist Podcast live at San Diego Comic-Con, so that'll be Saturday, July 26th uh, at 7.30pm. We're going to announce the guests pretty soon, Um, but uh, tickets are going fast. I hate that phrase, because it sounds manipulative, right? Like, oh, you better get on this or you're going to lose tickets that you're not going to... I mean... If you want to go, you would just buy the tickets. If you don't want to go, you're probably not going to go, Oh, I better buy these before, so I can keep some other jerk from going. Anyway, uh, now I've talked far too much about the semantics of how to present um, a live show uh, ticket offer. So just, if you would like to go, it would be nice to have you there. If not, totally cool. Um, uh, but we'll see you there if you, if you do come and uh, it'll be these, they will be very very fun I'm very excited about these shows in this comic con so uh, I'd like to thank stamps.com for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast turn your computer into your own personal post office that does not shout at you or that you don't have to wait in line for if you want to create the post office experience just get a line of your friends to stand in front of your computer and then just wait there for a while and then just have your computer just um, on a loop just shout expletives at you um, but if you don't want to do all that, then just sit down and print out the exact postage you need for whatever letter or package or whatever you need, and then just hand it to your mail carrier, and then and then you'll be done. We, of course, have this continuing offer with Stamps.com. The promo code NERDIST will give you a $110 bonus offer, including a digital scale, which, by the way, calculates the exact postage for letters and packages, and up to $55 of free postage. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in NERDIST. That's Stamps.com and enter the promo code NERDIST. This podcast is Alexis Ohanian, who is uh, a co-founder of Reddit and I spent a lot of time on Reddit, um, and I was very excited to meet uh, Alexis, and he turned out to be such a great guy that we actually became pals, and actually I believe may have developed uh, an idea that might be fun for you to jump on but, uh, yeah, he was in town a few weeks back, and he came out to the At Midnight Studios, and we got to, we got to hang out a bit. And we exchanged numbers. Oh, bro time. And, uh, <laughs> and so, oh, he does have a book, by the way, called Without Their Permission, which came out late last year. It's available anywhere books are sold, digitally or um, in real life. Uh, So, check it out. He's an incredibly, incredibly smart guy. He's way smarter than I am, uh, which is totally fine. Uh, And uh, it was an honor to talk to uh, him and try to feel like I was smarter. So, here we go. The Nerdist Podcast number 546 with Alexis Ohanian. Our Begin Podcast. Now entering Nerdist.com.
1: really fat or like she sometimes it, it's all about how she spreads out like sometimes she will just be like here here's a reasonable photo she loves sticking out her tongue like that and i just i melt well okay then
0: yeah it's just wait the app where you make people look like cats
1: no okay that's that's the full monty She's sea otters. This is what I call this, and it's did the most amazing about, thing did you ever, ever. Think
0: about putting a stick on oh. and just like, and just like sweep Am I sweeping the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Like Wish like a cat swiffer? Our cat should hang out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I uh oh, I miss her. Where is she now? Well, is she's mean? back in Brooklyn. But I've, I've only been gone a few days. I'm just pathetic. No, that's
0: yeah,
1: that's no, that's pathetic. That's you sweet. Should, I I uh, did a five month uh, bus tour for my book, and when I came back, I really worried. I thought it was going to be like. You know those amazing viral videos where the vet comes home and the dog flips out? Yeah. And it's like so, and you're all like weepy and stuff. They don't have a lot of those with cats, you know? <laughs> and so, like, I'm like, karma, Ooh, it's I'm
0: home. Cats are emotionally like,
1: vacant. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, she, I mean, she came to the door and expressed about as much love as I can get out of a cat. I was I was happy with it, but it wasn't like, I was really expecting, like,
0: the dog jumping up on me, licking the face. But It just, just the, cat. the cat just goes, meow, Meh. and then just one balloon just <laughs> sadly drops. Look, we threw a party for and you. And just bounces. All right, I'm, I'm going to go shit in a box now. See, this is, and then make you clean it up. They. Yeah. Make yeah, you clean it up. That's yeah. the gift. It's like my 16th birthday all over again. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like having a cat uh, is a very codependent relationship mm, because you're constantly yeah. just like, love me more. Mm. Cat, what if I do this?
1: Can, uh, will you love me works. more? Never works. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't. But see, I feel like... We were talking about this earlier. I feel like I'm more of a dog person. I just don't. I can't... With living in, in, in Brooklyn and traveling and stuff, like I would just feel terrible having one. And... Uh, cat I'm, I'm not, I don't know if she's listening but I still love her I just she'll, you know, she'll listen I kind of wish she were a dog she
0: she'll, she'll you know like a, a dog would be like you sounded great on that podcast a right. cat might listen <laughs> but never tell you and you'd <laughs> be like true. did you listen to podcast I don't know I, I don't know to a lot of yeah. things got a lot of stuff going on in my life I and, always feel yeah. like having a cat <laughs> is like having a roommate that you slept with once but shouldn't have and it's just always awkward where you they just walk across the hall and you're like, oh, am I supposed to go to you or do you co- are we friends still or do you come to me? Wow, or, I have I have never had that uh, roommate setup, and it makes a lot of sense. I've never
1: have either, right. uh,
0: but, but I'm assuming that that's yeah, what I'm assuming that. that's what would happen. Um, yeah. what, welcome that's to the podcast. Awesome. Oh, thank. This started. This is started. started. Yeah, oh. it started. How about up, that? Started
1: a little while ago. Did you like scalp Chewbacca? I did. Scalp is that an guest Oh,
0: this is our guest book. So when we're done. Nice. Uh, you will sign this book.
1: That, that just roared, yeah,
0: Wookie roar. And then we will, uh, when when the book is full, we auction it off for charity. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Got a little ways to go, but I think we'll I think we'll get there by the end of the year. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, are you? Do you spend a lot of time on the West Coast, or is this just for the book tour? Uh, you know, I so I'm very biased. I love I love the East Side, but I do you know obviously a lot in
1: technology, startups, and investing. So I spend a lot of time in San Francisco. No offense, Southern California. Uh, but my grandfather lives here. And a lot of things came into place. I was on the West Coast for Y Combinator and their latest batch, mm-hmm. whole new round of startups, new Reddits, new Hitmonks, even better and bigger. And uh, my grandpa's ninety-two years young, and I was like, "Gramps, like I got to come visit, and I got to get you to an AMA." And my grandpa, bless his heart. He, used, he actually uses the internet a good bit, does not use Reddit. He is aware of Reddit. I mean, I've been working on it for the last nine years, so like, I'd hope so. And he's, and he's very, very supportive of it, but has no idea what it is but I explained the whole AMA procedure to him and he was like all right all right let's do this and I was his typist as he dictated to me and uh we did an amazing AMA a couple days ago which you should all check out uh and it's really cool and it's I, I got inspired because I've started to see more like I'm a 94 year old World War II vet ask me anything these yeah these 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 AMAs of people who have lived through so much um who may not necessarily be famous But who are part of A limited group of people Who have this kind of experience It just It's really fascinating I mean Reddit's median age Is like 26 But the But the You know Good questions
0: But the You know Someone who's lived To the age of 94 It's a very strong likelihood That they have a lot of Great stories to tell Just because they've been On this over a long time So they may not be Pop culture famous But they're sort of they're sort of humanity famous in a in a in a, in a way because they have exper- you know they have achieved i mean if you make it to that age you're doing some right you've, you're doing yeah there's something going on for the most part um and there are lessons to be learned and there are yeah. there there are parallels to be drawn and so you know the great thing about um reddit or social media or having this connection to people is that a lot of these people in their nineties would have just otherwise Have just been dust in the wind Mm -hmm. at some point without having their story to tell. But having this, because it's not like most of these cases, people aren't being visited every day so they can spin yarns. So to be able to reach out to, you know, ostensibly millions of people Mm -hmm. and say, What do you want to know? I got stories. And, and I like, this was,
1: not, this was absolutely an unintended consequence. Um, Steve and I started Reddit just to have like, one front page of interesting links that would one day hopefully grow into many, many communities. There are, like, there are half a million subreddits now. And I also was watching you last night. Oh, that's creepy. Uh, it's L.A., so I guess you, get, you hear that a <laughs> on lot. On
0: the show, right? Not yeah, the- well, <laughs> <laughs> I've said too much. I've said too much.
1: Um, and, uh, and, and to see, it was it combined GIFs, uh, mm-hmm. the subreddit getting a shout out there. Like, there are half a million communities now on Reddit right we built that platform with just one and hoped that okay we could spin up some others and you know anyone could create one and one day maybe there'd be like 20 uh, and what's so cool is you know the ama thing spun out because a redditor or redditors on our ask reddit were getting tired of seeing people come on to ask reddit which is normally a place to ask questions saying hey ask me anything i'm a you know, New York subway conductor. And they Mm -hmm. were like, you know what? This doesn't belong here. Create your own subreddit. And the AMA, all that nomenclature was created by users like the hashtag. Like we didn't, Steve and I didn't invent that right. it Happened organically. And the best AMAs, I'll tell you, my grandpa does not have a lot of Twitter followers. Does not. I, he has actually zero. Uh, if you went on Twitter and said, I have some amazing stories to tell odds are no one would ask him a question. No, because of the nature of the – On Facebook, no one would ask. Yeah. What's cool is the best AMAs, I, I, I say with all due respect to present company, uh, the best AMAs come from people who are just like, I'm a New York subway conductor or I am like a trauma nurse who's been doing this for 30 years. Like they are just normal people who don't have any kind of celebrity, not even like internet celebrity. They're just people with great stories. And, and I like that because it's – I mean it's the nature of the internet. Uh, there are people all over who have had great stories, who have had who would have been great interview subjects. Larry King obviously can't take the time to interview all of them, right. but we have the technology now to allow people to just ask these questions of, of anyone who wants to get up and talk. And uh, and it's it's just it's very cool.
0: I do I, I love the uh, I love the Reddit community. I've been a part of it for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, I I've been okay. good at it. <laughs> I'm okay at it. Yeah. I still feel like I get. Sometimes uh, I get sucked into things that I shouldn't get sucked into. I'm getting a lot better about that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'd, I've been aware of Reddit for more than three years, but it was. Um, but uh, my girlfriend Chloe had really. Like, she was a big Redditor, and she was like. You know, she's on it constantly. And she has so great taste. I got sucked in, and so she had me do an AMA almost three years ago, and, and it was great. That was because of her. It was because of her. Can you know? I can I send her like a swag bag or some nice little thank you for that? Sure, I'm sure she would, it. Okay. I'm sure she's going to appreciate gonna, that. That, I mean, she, we'll, we'll sort that out. Right, spoiler.
1: Sorry, <laughs> uh, you're going to
0: get that. <laughs> That's really awesome. Yeah. And hey. so, huh. you know, and, and a bunch of my other friends of Redditors, Will Wheaton, mm. and, you know, like people who. Oh, yes. Who I really modeled do... my beard after him? <laughs> oh, no. That is, yeah. a, that is a very. It's a Wheaton esque beard. I would have said Wheatonian. Wheatonian. Ah, touche. Um, but, yeah. um, but I do feel that, you know, at midnight, has, and, and this may, you know, I, I'm not trying to offend any Redditors by saying this, but I feel like spiritually it's red. Like, it, it's kind of like at the show mm. in the sense that we're sort of finding things that are kind of popping up on the surface of a lot of different communities mm-hmm. and then we're commenting on it. And mm-hmm. we, we know, we have, got, I have gotten, I, I have the, you know, like most people are very nice about it, but but the kind of snipes that I get on Reddit sometimes, like, well, "What are you going to rip off Reddit now? And it's like, well, we're not ripping it off. It's, it's like saying, that's like saying, uh, you know, John Stewart's ripping off politics. It's like mm-hmm. this is just the source material, yeah. and then we're adding commentary the way you would as a commenter on a Reddit thread. Mm-hmm. We're not just showing stuff and going, "Look what we found!" All right, here's another thing we found. Like yeah. it's with any kind of, you know, satire show. It's like this is the source material, and then we add our comments to it. Like mm-hmm. we add our commentary and see what what builds from there. And that, to me. It's sort of the soul of reddit it's like what are people going to do with this and how is it going to evolve and where are they going to go and how's this thread going to turn into a weird slightly related meme and then just go into something else completely because everyone's one-upping each Piling other on. with jokes
1: yeah and, and and actually similar to reddit you guys also have a point system that is utterly meaningless <laughs> I, I was thinking i was like you are very generous with your points i, I am
0: but you know very generous what happens is that um I do give it a lot of points on the yeah. show, but you know we, we take, a, we take a basically what's a 35 to 38-minute show and edit it to 21 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so more often than not, we're going to keep the best stuff. Right. So stuff that maybe doesn't get points, it was probably didn't get points for a reason. And uh, so we don't keep it on the – you know, like we, okay. do, we don't want right. to sacrifice good comedy – to show, a, you know, like something that didn't fly. Uh, we do sometimes. Or Well, yeah, I see what you mean. Because pro- there are
1: probably instances where someone should not get points because it's bad, but somehow it becomes so funny that it's worth keeping
0: There's kind of in. a weird – I don't really have a hard and fast rule about it. It's just that if in, – in very few cases, I will not award points even if the audience laughs if it's something – Like, someone took a shot at Harry Potter, and I was like, fuck you, no points. Wow. Uh, Wow. Even though the audience laughed. But in general, if I laugh, it'll get points. If the audience laughs, it'll get points. If it's something that seems relevant in some way or just felt like, oh, they went a little extra with it, and even though it may not have been hilarious, I'm going to give them points for the effort. So, you know, because I, I feel, and, you know, one thing that I liked about Reddit from early on is that um, it, it? In most cases, it feels inclusive. Now there are, and that's how I like to conduct things. I like I like everyone to feel included, mm-hmm. as opposed to like no fuck you, I'm You know this is our thing. Fuck you, that's your thing. Mm-hmm. I do find sometimes you know uh, on Reddit that it can be a little exclusive in certain in certain mm-hmm. areas, but that's just you know that's just the nature of that's just the nature of <laughs> nerds congregating i mean it's it's crazy right there's a there's
1: about 110 million people every month visiting reddit uh which is mind blowing to me right like i live in new york and there's 8 million people there mm-hmm. uh that's a lot of new york cities um and so with a half a million communities it really runs the gamut i mean you you know i think once anything reaches a certain scale whether it's youtube comments whether it's i mean twitter comments at, at a certain scale you're going to get just you know assholes. Uh, I think what hopefully, I think what hopefully shines more often than not. And I know at least just based on, you know, the, 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 sort of stuff that Reddit deals with today, um, the vast majority of content posted there ends up being pretty benign or pretty positive. Um, but this is the nature of a, you know, of a new world where like for better or for worse, anyone with a smartphone or a computer can talk. And I love, I mean, I, I, I think things like, oh, whose show is it with celebrities reading mean tweets? So Kimmel, like, like brilliantly done. Uh, and I think a way to hopefully, I don't know, I, I, to hopefully prepare people for the fact that like, yeah, you have this power, but with it, like Uncle Ben said, comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, I totally agree. I think there's, there's so many more opportunities now than ever for us to communicate and share an idea, I hope more often than not we choose to exercise that for good. At the end of the day, I, I wish I could control people, but I cannot.
0: I mean, obviously, you know, and I, I think it's—I think dissenting opinions are good. Uh, I, I just find sometimes the people that can be most frustrating are just flat out rude, and then when you challenge them, they're like, "You can't handle the truth." I'm like, "No, you're just a dick." <laughs> if you if you said it positively yeah. and constructively, yeah. but you know, but that's but that's the idea of like. Well, anyone can say whatever they want, and that's just the melting pot of you know. So that's how some people communicate. But I also find that um, it's it's like the smaller subreddits. Um, there's just there's a little more social policing with that stuff because mm-hmm. people feel a little more accountable with the large mm-hmm. ones. Like yes. our videos, our pics, our funny. You know, yeah. like it you, gets that. That's where that's where you see more of the deluge of that because it's just so, it's just so. the numbers are greater.
1: It looks like it looks like YouTube comments. It looks like all those. Yeah, and and it sucks. Uh, I wonder, I think this is something I've I've thought about a lot because it's clear, you know, even with, you know, Facebook's obviously made a huge push for real ID, for your photo, for your real name. It's the only way you use the site. But it's clear that even having your real name and your photo and like your mother reading your Facebook post, people will still be awful.
0: They will. But I do honestly believe that... A, a percentage of people would be less awful if they felt that they were accountable for their i mean for me mm-hmm. look it 's fine post anonymously that 's totally cool, but for me personally, mm-hmm. I never do mm-hmm. I like being responsible mm-hmm. for myself i mean i like I like being accountable for what I say because I feel like it kind of keeps me in check and I think that's I think that's good for our culture to be accountable for what you say I think it 's good to learn to be accountable for what you say because Ultimately it just makes you more compassionate and empathetic
1: to people. I totally agree. I, I will say though, one can be accountable for a pseudonym. Right? There is a difference between totally anonymous posting yes. and pseudonymous pseudonymous? Pseudonymous posting. Yes. Right? Like Fluffy Bunny26 or I'm I'm nothing on Reddit, KN0 thing. Right. Um uh or you know, most a lot of people on Twitter are under pseudonyms. Um allows people to be accountable to a username, but still be a little liberated. I mean the things I see all the time um, you know, you see a, a subreddit like rRainbow, um, which is just Rainbow with the slash in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, you see these stories of people who are able to have discussions pseudonym, pseudonymously uh, that they could never have about their sexuality on Facebook. Totally agree. Because of their community,
0: I uh, completely and, agree. And it's a gift and a curse, right? That I, I think, I guess, it's just when you're using it as a weapon, right? It's like, it's awful. It's awful. But yes. if you're but if you're using it to get in touch with yourself, yeah, and like like in terms of our rainbow, that's. Yeah. That is that's such a powerful tool that you know that a lot of those that a lot of those people just wouldn't have had ten years ago, and yeah. then how do they how do they feel accepted and normal
1: yeah and and so it's like I said it's uh, like all these things these communi- communication platforms are all tools, and I do think the more accountability the better uh, and and it's like i I am the eternal optimist, and I see so many of these things happening all the time, not just on reddit but all over the internet that give me so much hope for you know, and even uh, in one of the OGs, right, Tim Berners-Lee did an amazing AMA talking about <laughs> what he had in mind for the World Wide Web. And the vision he had and all of his brilliance all those years ago is starting to bear fruit because of social media and because we are like someone is empowered now. Every one of us has a printing press or a television station or whatever you want to use for the metaphor. And they're able to have a voice where they traditionally would have been voiceless and they're able to express themselves and be and, and be creative and, and show off an amazing piece of my little Warhammer fan art, which is yeah. another amazing subreddit um, that they wouldn't have before and connect with other fans of my little Warhammer. Like, that's cool and amazing. And above all, I, I would love for everyone to treat the Internet and their use of it just like they would themselves in real life. They would they would behave with just as much responsibility as I would in real life. And like I said, ultimately I can't control people. Um, but I see so many examples of the good that I know, look, it's, there's a good and a bad. And I, I still feel like the good
0: will win because there is more of it. I like to, I like to think that too. I really do like to think that I, I just, I think part of the interesting dichotomy of how people interact on the, uh, on on the internet and communities (laughs) is that, um, the the like spiritually you're interacting with other humans, mm-hmm. but um, practically you're interfacing with a cold, text. sterile machine yeah. and text. Yeah. And so you you are you are connecting with people on some level, but it would be really great if hmm. the communal, um, if, if if the digital highways, if there was just a way to make it a little more human, so that you so that people do remember like you are communicating with other humans, yeah. you know, uh, as opposed to you know what just feels like oh this is I mean there's a whole generation of people that just you know don't really take a lot of it seriously because they know like oh it's just the internet mm-hmm. you know and then there's then there's me who re- very much remembers before oh, the yeah. internet me too. and so it you know it was a learning curve to not take things so personally mm-hmm. because you know text they, like someone can just fire off text in an in, a, in, a, in a mo- an emotional moment and then a minute later they'll be like wait what did I say now like they just don't even yeah. but you like it's a snapshot of how they were feeling in a moment, but you could take that as, Oh, this is a universal truth that they're trying to lay out and I take it very personally and why would they, you know as opposed to just like, eh, it's the internet. Well and and now celebrity, I mean, like
1: you're a real capital C celebrity. Celebrity is now also being distributed, right? There's a, I mean, there are Vine stars with five million followers who are in their teens. Like, absolutely. They didn't have to get signed, they didn't have to go through a production. Like, they are just now celebrities. I mm-hmm. mean, let's say lowercase, we can dispute it, but like, they have a following. Their people are paying them lots of money to endorse stuff. Um, there's no blueprint for this. And, and I, I wonder. And I you know, I got my dial up, my thirty three six in middle school changed my life. But I remember like I, I remember that transition and I you know, I grew up on message boards and forms. That's how I learned how to code and, and build websites. Um, and I would trick nonprofits. Because uh, they didn't know I was a, just like a, a, a pubescent teenager in my parents' house. Uh, and I would build websites for them for free just because I wanted the experience and like for the pride. But they didn't know I was a teenager, right? And that was the gift of hiding behind an email address. I never had to meet them and say, hey, let me build you a website. You know, <laughs> uh, I was able to just type. And they they judged me based on my work. Um, and I, I it, it, it's going to be really, really interesting. And like I said, I am I am forever the optimist. But... I just, I look out and I see so many more people now who have access, right? It used to be such a limited number of people who had access to knowledge and a stage. I I use the um, library stage metaphor all the time for the internet, right? So many people wanted access to the best education in the world but couldn't get it because of, well, all the reasons, money, uh, selection, all that stuff. Knowledge is now being widely distributed. If you want to be an expert at knitting or Python or soft scrambling eggs, like those tutorials are there. And you can make a better one. If that recipe is good but not great, great. Improve it. Make it better. Um, And knowledge is becoming a sort of almost trivial thing to access for people with Internet connection. And then the stage to show it off You know, the distribution required lots of capital and lots of access before to get an idea, right? You needed to have the printing facility or the television station or the radio station, and now it's anyone. And I look at all the things we've gotten, all the things that we love uh, that make our lives better in culture and technology. And you remember that, like, only a small percentage of the world's population could actually really contribute their genius to that progress. Like, so many people were cut out because of all kinds of bullshit, societal, other reasons. And the Internet's not, like, a magic wand, but without a doubt, we're seeing more and more people now getting access, and I think... We're now going to benefit from the best ideas from so many more people. Whether it's in business or nonprofits or like what's a niche like like esports is a really niche thing. But like that whole thing
0: didn't even exist and people are making careers out of not only playing video games but talking about them. Well the most obvious the (laughs) most obvious example of that is the entertainment business, where there used to basically just essentially be four people who Mm -hmm. would decide you know, four people in television, Mm -hmm. like four people in music four people in film and all old white would, dudes who would, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who would, all old white dudes named Lou yeah. who <laughs> would, uh, who would decide you, mm-hmm. you, 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 you. Okay. That's it. There's no yeah. more. And Joel then Holm. basically that's, those were the choices that we had. And now, you know, that model is completely flip. I mean, I, I talk about this. Um, I talk about this a lot with people where, you know, I, I try to say like, do you really grasp, the power of Reddit or YouTube or Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know that we all kind of go, oh, yeah, you know, people can post whatever they want, but I go, but do you really stop and understand mm-hmm. that you could, in a moment with no boundaries anymore, completely change the world with an idea or a. You know something that's socially relevant or something comedic or something dramatic, or like just in an instant, and that was never possible in the history of mankind uh. except for just this last little chunk of humanity and that to me is so incredibly powerful and of course the the ironic comedy part is you know. It, it, when I talk about that, I always go. It's just it's funny when you, but then when you look at the comment threads, like
1: <laughs>
0: you, know. you can't you can't always expect world changing <laughs> ideas. You gotta gotta set expectations low. But but ultimately, oh. but ultimately, it, it you know the the exchange of ideas, power ideas, and and but then also it's it's very dangerous, very very mm. dangerous, like mm. particularly. You know, because you never know which way the school of fish are going to swim, and you know, Mm -hmm. watching what happened with Reddit and the Boston bombing, Mm -hmm. and and people got very, you know, their intentions were very good. Mm -hmm. We're going to help find these people. We can help find these people, and then it not really working out exactly the way that they had planned, and then it's like, oh shit, we have a tremendous amount of power. Mm -hmm. Now we have a tremendous amount of responsibility. How do we balance these things and make sure that we're using it properly and not just going off half, half cocked because we're kind of drunk on this idea of, like, we could change everything. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, you know, that that was a really unfortunate situation. Uh, and and since that happened, you know, Red has taken very active measures to basically curb any sorts of these hunts should they bubble up. I mean, sure. as, as best you can, you know, in real time, monitor half a million communities with millions right. of people. But, um, and it's, it's actually, it, it, you know, not long after that bombing, there was... Um, there was another unfortunate attack, and the FBI was looking for people. And, um, and And it was it was very encouraging to see that you know those millions of people who use Reddit had sort of learned their lesson, and it didn't happen again. Yeah. Um, you know, the challenge is also that you know that was a, in particular a really that was a thread on a particular subreddit that then got validated by journalists who tweeted it. The New York Times did a good breakdown of the whole thing. Um, what is so troubling now is. We have this – we still haven't figured out – like so much of the news world is still built, which is such a vital role, is still built around delivering news first, being fastest, right? You would race your trucks down to get the satellite equipment up and report on the story. And they were built to be as fast as possible and beat their competitors in terms of speed. And now we have these tools that allow either a journalist to just hit out a tweet and say, hey, check out this thread. I think Reddit figured it out. But also allows any one of us to just – Beyond the scene, right? Being first is no longer. News organizations will never beat the internet, and all of us with smartphones as being first to report on something. There was a dude. There was a dude in Pakistan who live tweeted the the Bin Laden raid. I mean, that was uh, he didn't know what he was doing at the time, but like that's the future we're living in.
0: Well, yeah. And, And, And how many times have you seen something really quickly and then just like tweeted it or retweeted it? And you go oh, that oh that's I better let people know and then you realize like that was a hoax whoops. or that was dumb or yeah. whoops
1: and it, I mean but J- Jimmy does a great job with this uh, faking out those um, prank videos with like right. the young girl on fire like and this is and I, I don't have an answer for this because again on the one hand it's great any one of us can sort of contribute to the knowledge can report on a thing that is happening um, on the other hand like. The way journalism works is that we know, like, this is a trusted source. And, yes, journalists have gotten it wrong. They're humans, right? Of course. But, like, there is a standard that they're held to. There is, like, an expectation. And we now have a ton of noise, and we have – Traditional ways of sort of figuring out the signal, but even those people, even those journalists and those organizations, are feeling the pressure of like, got to be first, got to be, got to, got to, got to well, do that, this. That's, and un- that's
0: unfortunately. Oh, I'm trying to, mean to cut you off. No, but
1: I like, and so I don't have an answer because we need. I mean, a, this democracies don't work without great press and and great journalism, and we don't have. I don't think we've yet figured out how to balance, how to reconcile all of that access to knowledge, all that access to sort of real-time reporting. And that's not journalism, but it's like reporting, like here's what's happening, click, photo, Um, with the fact that we need people to tell us like this is actually – this is what's happening. Here's the broader context. Like this is the truth instead of just, oh, here's something we saw.
0: But I can't help but wonder if it has something to do – and and I'm not like – I don't know. This might make me sound crazy, but – I kind of wonder, at least with news, yeah. if it has to do with sort of like capitalism. Because ultimately, mm. they are company – like a news organization, they do serve the news. But that's not necessarily their primary director. Their primary director Make is money. that they're a business that they have <laughs> to scale and grow. And, and, so, and the news is the, is, the, is the engine that drives that. Mm. And so when, when, when that is happening, mm. then the fuel is we have to have um, quicker stories, mm. bigger stories – and a lot of bigger stories usually involve fear-based stories because mm-hmm. that gets people to Deadlines. you know like are you would you are you more inclined to watch the news and go you know hey uh, seventy two and sunny great day today and nothing really bad or, or are you more inclined to like the uh, the grapes in your grocer's refrigerator might kill you <laughs> oh fuck I got a watch you know yeah. like there's I feel like there's so much fear mongering that happens not that there aren't horrible things in the world mm-hmm. but I mean some some things you know I do feel get sort of skewed in that direction because. They have to service these, these financial infrastructures, and, and I feel like that's kind of where the, the audiences and the consumers get fucked a little bit mm. because you know each of these organizations has a little bit of bias. They, have a little, mm. they kind of have their own agenda, and mm. their agenda isn't necessarily to – and I don't know if there is an unbiased way to deliver the news. I, because it, by it's nature ge- the fact that someone's reporting you it it's going to be from if their a humans point of view.
1: reporting it. Yeah, I think I think what folks like so robots. What's been interesting? What? Robots. Oh yes. Yeah, robots are always the solution. Robot news. Uh robot news of course will eventually one day or enslave us. the Lambiosaurus news? Uh you know the Lambiosaurus is the greatest dinosaur ever. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I don't know if it's capable of doing real good journalism. Okay. Well, That's i it's going to make me very, very surprised unpopular. to hear you of all people saying very that. unpopular. Okay. <laughs> the uh the, the thing I hope f- we figure out, like, Vice in a lot of their reporting have done this kind of, like, that gonzo journalism where they are, like, they're giving you everything the journalist is like, I'm really scared right now. They are in it. Sometimes they're tripping on drugs. But, like, they are doing some really impressive journalism in places where I feel like we don't get a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to be one front for, like, how you could maybe think about it for uh, at least video news. But it's not it's not real time. And I think what more and more people – who spend more and more t- on more and more time online are realizing is that what we're looking for is not objectivity but it's transparency it's 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 this it's this acknowledgement that like anyone reporting on anything even when it was like Cronkite or Murrow like they had an agenda they had a perspective and yes they did they were amazing journalists and amazing reporters but they weren't objective i mean they were people sure and and i think it's more of a concession that like the new face of it is going to be you know, a little bit more. I don't know. A li- there, there's more of a concession that, like, you know what? This is how we're seeing the world. This is the, this. is the perspective. We can't. We acknowledge we can't totally give you unbiased news unless it's like a very very fact based sort of headline driven thing. And so it's about acknowledging those biases. Um, but I don't know if there is. I don't know if there is a business model. Um, Oh, well, there – okay. So um, uh, through Y Combinator uh, and then also as an investor, there's a startup, Full Disclosure, that I invested in uh, called Beacon, Mm -hmm. which is doing – sort of like a Patreon-style model, of a subscription model for journalism. So if you pay $5 a month, you get access to the entire network of Beacon journalists. Um, but you can also specifically target for journalists writing on certain beats. So they had some – I think it was a, a couple of women who were fundraising for reporting on the prison system, which is horribly screwed up in this country. The, the prison industrial complex is ridiculous. And their thinking is – People are going to want to put money towards... Investigative journalism is the hardest to fund because it's ongoing. You can't do a Kickstarter campaign for investigative journalism. <laughs> it's, it's also sort of the least sexy because it's, it, it's going to take a month to do a ton of research. But right. what you get out of it could be world-changing. Um, but it's so vital. And ostensibly, we all believe, like, yes, yeah, should we have journalists who are investigating our government or our businesses or whatever? And then the answer is yes. And so the thinking goes, well, if it can be a subscription model... People will feel, I mean, ask my dad why he still subscribes to the Baltimore Sun. And I'm like, dad, I love you. But like, really? And he's like, because I believe in this institution and the people who work there to do the journalism they're doing. And I'm like, you don't even read. You read one article online every day. Why are you subscribing to the paper? And it's like, it's the principle of it. I want it, I want to know that it exists and it is there. And so I took that apart from the fact that he gets dead trees sent to him every day. And I'm like, well, the dead tree part isn't that important. It's, it's that he's funding journalism that makes him feel like it's making Baltimore and the surrounding area a better place to live. And so that's why the beacon model appeared appealed to me, and I I hope we can figure that part of it out because you're not going to get good journalism without funding. I mean, there's the nonprofit route, like The Guardian, right? If you find enough money, if you can get a trust, you can have nonprofit journalism. Um, But the business model is always going to be there unless we find a way that's not based on advertising, uh, not based on the headlines and getting page views. Yeah. Uh, But I don't have a good answer for that. I mean, I don't know if this is something Nerdist wants to tackle. (laughs) (laughs) This is the fate of our free democracy here
0: at State. Well, and that's interesting is that that there is that sort of – There is that sort of like micro capitalist structure of the currency of points and karma and attention and you know and also individuals. It's it's first you know it's 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 firsties (laughs) worst comment ever. It's it's firsties culture. Whoever does that stop, just stop. (laughs) Uh. And you usually usually don't quite get it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's usually like the third one. The third one. (laughs) But um, but 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 ultimately, it is because we crave attention and we crave validation and Mm. you know especially with the the internet you know knowledge information is a currency and so that is how people establish significance you know and certainly I think I mean I get in this argument all the time where people when people say to me like you're not a nerd you're not a nerd you know and I go you know why do they say that I don't know because they think I don't because of your know. rugged good looks, it's, it's I'll my say it. Rugged say good it. Yeah. looks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, you know. I think. I think just because I look like Seacrest, and so I think they no. they just sort of go. Uh, you know, well, you can't you can't be that or you know. And I, I was not a comic book guy growing up. I was a tech guy and a sci fi guy and a video mm-hmm. game guy growing up. And and so I, you know, I don't know why. I think they just don't whatever, whatever it is, you know, maybe they're right, maybe they're not, I don't know. But I feel like it's not about the superficial things that people consume. I feel like it doesn't matter if you read comic books or, you know, like how deep the trench goes for your sci-fi viewing or how many, you know... How many Ray Bradbury books you've read? Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a way that we process information, mm-hmm. and I think the way that nerds and ultimately the soul of the internet processes information is I'm going to understand this thing more than any other living creature, and then I'm going to use that information against you. <laughs> oh, and, and you know, man. it's like yeah, it's a sort of. It's the, no, it's the knowledge is is power, yeah. but not, like power with a capital P and power. The word power is throbbing, <laughs> you know, like it's that it's that kind of it's that kind yeah, of thing. And, and so it's not like, a good look. We use that, you know, no. like we use that. It's very empowering to be the person who delivers bad news or tells someone else that their thing is wrong or goes mm-hmm. you know you're dumb and here's why like there is that we we are there is that sort of drunkenness on that on that kind of power that i think you know we all have now as being mm-hmm. a part of this you know mega community of of internet culture
1: can i can i use your platform for for something please a try to, all right top of this what if i don't know if you've ever dared your listeners, what if everyone right now listening to this goes and leaves a positive or uplifting comment somewhere on the internet, on a stranger? Not, you can't just go to your like, mom's Facebook page and be like, I love you, mom. You're great. No, you should do that somewhere. anyway. You should do that anyway. Yeah. But, but everyone pays it forward. Yeah. know ha- we, we, you're not supposed to create a hashtag. Uh, what would we... We need, a, we need a good hashtag for this. I guess you tweet your hashtag ideas at us. But, uh, pay it
0: forward slash? No, I don't know. Um, uh, say good shit. Yeah, hashtag good karma, hashtag... You know, Will Wheaton's nice. got the perfect Hasht- don't be a dick. But yes, he does. Although,
1: although, but don't be a dick doesn't necessarily mean going out and doing something good. Right, this is... This is yeah, like, that's more like, just don't be a jerk. This is go. This is very proactive. This. Leave a positive comment on some strangers, uh, whatever. Whatever social media you want to use.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Just say something nice. Say Find something, something nice. Because ultimately, I do believe... It feels really good. I do, I do believe that in most cases, um, you know, you could look at anything, mm-hmm. any object, any event, anything... Not, I mean, obviously, there are exceptions. But in, <laughs> but in most cases, you can look at things and you can write down five positive things about it and five negative things. Mm. And I feel like it's, ch- it's more challenging a lot of times to find the positivity in things because, in general, we're scared and insecure. We feel bad about ourselves. We, yeah. we, we expect defeat. You to know, keep the bar low. You know, And, and,
1: and let me go further. I, I think you, we talked earlier about how uh, media in all of its forms were you know, controlled by a few people. And I'm talking about media like uh, music and film, but even, even press media. Um, you had limited access to disseminating ideas. And the people who could disseminate ideas, I could throw governments in there too, governments, large businesses, uh, advertisers, all those people, um, it was in their best interest to make us afraid of one another. It was, in our, it was in their best interest if they were trying to sell us deodorant to make us think if we didn't buy their deodorant, no one would go out with us. Right. Or if they didn't elect, if we didn't elect them, something awful would happen. Or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, it has always been in people with power's best interest to make everyone else feel worried about one another or skeptical of one another. So when you're sitting on the subway with them, you're, you're, you're worrying about that thing. You're, you're, you're worried about the deodorant you're wearing, or you're worried about just what they might do to you or whatever. Um, what I hope comes out of the fact that like we've sort of, we've essentially democratized this ability to communicate is that we can start to dispel some of this. Because I really like I really do think most people are reasonable people. And reasonable people never got platform. No one no one wrote the headline news of like, father of four goes home and spends time with his family. Exactly. Like that that stuff never spread, that never showed. And now even a subtle, you know, even a subtle Instagram photo that goes viral of a couple of dads brushing their teeth with their kids um, makes people think like, huh, that's 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 a normal thing that happens in the world. And for some people that starts to chip away at a perception of how they sort of have believed the world is. And I I know I'm I mean I'm I'm pretty optimistic about this stuff, just I guess by my nature. But I do think I do think there are ways to turn the tide on this because I've just and it, it is not exclusive to Reddit. It is all over the internet. I see people doing things for total strangers that I didn't think would have been possible like mm-hmm. I didn't think someone would want to gift someone a pizza just because they had a bad day Yeah. but I also wouldn't think that like you know uh, a bunch of people could start a, a Twitter hashtag campaign to fundraise to help uh, a little girl get a prosthetic arm that they didn't know like right. they didn't need they, someone just had an idea and it, it spun out and and I think people have always craved this. We want to feel like we're part of a community, whether we go to religious groups or whether we find community in whatever it is, but like the internet is a chance for us to see that like there's a much bigger world out there that actually is full of other people who are just as insecure and normal and weird and like, you know, Warhammer, my little pony like we do. And, and I hope, I mean, I'm not getting all kumbaya. There's obviously lots of shit going on in the world, but like, I really hope that's what comes out of this, um, and it's going to be because of this Nerdist campaign we just started here today. <laughs>
0: well, I think, I think it's uh, – uh, number one, I agree. Uh, but, number, but number two, I, I really think that there's a fundamental thing about humanity, and maybe for some people it's spiritual. But in other cases, I think it might actually just be fundamentally biological about the way that we evolved. But I think you really do – There is something you feel your molecules align when you feel like you're contributing to something that's bigger than you are. Yes, and you know, for some people that is religion. For some people that can be politics. For some people that can be charity. For some people it can just be giving a pizza to a guy who had a bad day. But ultimately, you know, because something because of the way that again that we interface with these machines, we Mm -hmm. we have allowed ourselves to become these isolated bubbles Mm -hmm. of. And and so much technology, so many algorithms, basically help us create this selfish bubble. Yes, the filter bubble. Yeah. You know, there's this there's this old there's this old um, there's this song by uh, Yes, the band Yes, and uh, and one of the lines is don't uh, don't surround yourself with yourself, and like that's all we yeah. do. Yeah. I sound like a fucking hippie, but ultimately, <laughs> that's all we do is we surround ourselves with ourselves. Yeah, and so it. You know, these are all the things I like, and this is me, and this is, we get very myopic, and then everything's right here, and it's all, uh, everything must be about me. And you, you know, it's important to, to force yourself to step out of that sometimes and go, no, it's fucking not. It's about that guy, <laughs> and those people, and that kid, and that guy, and his pizza. And, and so, this is, you know, it's, it is very important. And, and we do focus on the shit a lot, much in the same way that um, I, 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 don't, I don't dislike kids. But I do know that – I don't have any kids, but I do know that my perception of kids is what I see in airports and on planes, which I am in a lot, okay? I'm only going to notice the ones who are being dicks. Truth. I don't notice, just like the guy going home to the family of four, I don't notice the good kids because they just blend into the background. Yeah. But there's probably a lot more of them than the loud squeaky wheels, much like the trolls or much like people who are like, you know,
1: fuck you, this is – this is, um, there's a, this is a well-studied psychological bias that I'm totally blanking on right now, but I took a cog-side class in college, and it's all flooding back to me. It's totally – it's the same same fallacy why uh, whenever people remark uh, how they always forget their umbrella on the days that it rains, it's like, no, because it was just a non-event the days when it wasn't raining or the days <laughs> that it was raining and you had your umbrella. You were just like, doo-doo-doo, umbrella, great, life's great. But it's, it's those moments that stand out. Like you said, the, the kids screaming on the plane. Uh, and I hope – I mean it's tough, right? Humans, we're not – we're, we're smart at a lot of stuff. We're also really stupid with a lot of stuff and how we sort of process and understand the world uh, and evaluate things like risk and all this stuff. But I want to – I really want to believe that this stuff can win, that the good stuff can win because there's so many of us. And now for the first time, we all have an ability. We all have a platform. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it, it all starts here, frankly. And this is going to – history will look back on this podcast and realize this was a seminal moment. The problem is we're missing a really snazzy name for and it. And a mascot. A, and a mascot. I mean, you're talking Reddit, Hitmonk. Like, I, everything I do, Brad Pitt, all I draw <laughs> mascots for them. You got, got an to. alien, you got, got the Hitmonk. Like, you, yeah. you
0: need, like, we need something. We need, we need, something. For this.
1: We need hmm. something. I think someone from uh, Team Nerdist, someone in the, in the Nerdist community is going to come up with some ideas. I
0: feel like it should be me. I feel a lot of responsibility yeah. that it should be me. Yeah. So the idea being that we, that you go on once, a, is it once a day or you just go on right now? Ooh,
1: let's do that once, no, let's make it consistent.
0: I mean, once a day, once a week, once a day. I mean, it's not asking too much, right? It's not that, you know, like some, I think that the potential problem with that is that some people could, you know, like, you know, people don't tend to look at things. They can't. They don't really compartmentalize things a day at a time. So sometimes mm. people go, "I got to do this 365 times." So yeah. Like, yeah. Well, technically you do, yeah. <laughs> but, don't, but don't think of it like don't that. take it all on. It you know, yeah. don't take the 365 it's minutes like all on at once. Wait, maybe we should. Oh, I know what we can do. You know, like Throwback Thursday. Of course. Obviously, I, <laughs> let me tell you about how the internet works. <laughs> uh, Your yes. Throwback Thursday reference was actually a throwback. Oh, nice! And yes, today is Thursday. I wish that was so meta. Is that
1: what? I don't even know what day of the week it is. It is great. Thursday. Huzzah! Yeah. Okay, so. What if? What if we just need a day where we decide? Like, oh, it's too. It's it's nice thing. Nurse day. No, that there's play. no nurse we day. We need alliteration here. Or something.
0: Um. How about- we can
1: workshop this. Uh, Um, but I like, and I'll go even a step further. Um, So my, uh, my buddy Eli, who's the founder of Upworthy, wrote the book Filter Bubble, which was a lot of the stuff you're talking about. We, as humans, like we joined bowling leagues, you know, pre-internet, I guess people bowled, like with people who we got on with, who are probably kind of similar to us. Um, And our Twitter follower, uh, the subreddits we subscribe to, the Twitter people we follow, probably things we're into, the Facebook feeds we like. Um, And, and one of his best suggestions for dealing with this, that, I mean, it's not the most like, like, creative but it's actually the only one i found that works is just following people who you just wouldn't otherwise follow so every couple days on instagram or twitter i'll just randomly follow some people and i'm subscribed to subreddits like our black ladies which i am just to be clear for anyone listening i'm not a black lady no um but by by dipping into these communities and these feeds and i mean like i'll get a all every now and then see a tweet from carl rove and i'm like why the fuck am i oh right but it's like okay i guess you know i I've decided to open up a bit, and, and it gives me
0: sort of a broader sense of how the world is looking. Uh, Which is smart because, again, you and when you surround yourself with stuff that's just your own bubble, you're essentially going to spend the rest of your life just trying to feed things that you already believe, yeah. even if those things – might evolve or change or might not even be true. And I think that's, you know, I think that's why you see a lot of people, like a lot of older people, you're like, did they go crazy? Did they go fucking crazy? It's just like, no, because they went down a path and they started piece by piece just sort of building this kind of weird hive uh, around themselves and then all of a sudden at a certain point they just don't have the energy anymore to look outside that that bubble dude that is that is the thing that
1: terrifies me about getting old i hope we're going to be different because we have so much access to so many different viewpoints i think it'd be a tragedy if we
0: fucked that up i think (laughs) i think the idea of old is when you cease to devote energy to experiencing new things that's, good. When, you, that's really good. when you have decided, like, I don't have time or energy for these new things, I don't want them anymore, I don't have the emotional energy to expend on it, it's not worth it, then I think that's when you really start to get old because mm. ultimately that's, you know, when a flower says, I don't need any more sun or fertilizer, it's like, well, then there's really only one place to go. Yeah. Uh, so, you you know, you can be 92 mm. but still experience new things and still not technically be old even if your body is, hopefully, I'll be up in the matrix by then. But yeah, 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 you're you're kind of hoping for you're you're, <laughs> you're kind of hoping for the transhumanist I'm not, uh, I mean, event horizon.
1: I'm not betting on the whole Kurzweil singularity thing, but it would. I mean, as far as like futurists go, I'm happy he's on the sort of like optimistic side instead of like,
0: hey, nuclear annihilation or robot enslavement. <laughs> like, I'm happy it's that one, but uh, not, not. What are not some not of your other, what are What are some of your favorite subreddits? Oh, man. Uh, b- 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 how do you choose? Oh, so, ask
1: our, so I'm a history major, mm-hmm. which is very atypical. Uh, state school, UVA, Wahoo Wah, history major. That's where I met Steve. Um, he was a CS major, so he's the brains, the operation. I uh, Ask Historians is one of my favorites because it makes me smarter, or at least I feel like it. And... You know that if i if I go a little deeper in that then obviously yeah, you gotta give love to ask science um, but then there's just random stuff like R mildly interesting, yes, that one's come up a lot between me and my friends and like the email list every now and then um uh our woe dude is great, especially when I'm here in California because it is such a progressive state uh regarding their marijuana laws mm-hmm. um. Jeez, our space porned. Yes, that's a great one. It's a for work porn site. Let me be very clear: people sharing photos of space, beautiful high res stuff, great desktop wallpaper. I don't know. I should look.
0: I like misleading thumbnails. Ooh, do you play 50-50? You know, Chloe plays fifty fifty a lot. I'm just. I don't have the. I'm too. I'm too afraid of the dark. Fifty. Yeah. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, I really I, I I enjoy the wins, but I take the losses too hard. Yep. Yeah. No, so too. that Can't. one's real tough for me emotionally. Um, Can't do with that one. I love our obscure media. I think that's Whoa. maybe one of my favorites. Obscure media basically me just directs you to you know um, here's a you know here's a weird Alf commercial from 1984, <laughs> and it or or like you know here's the Spider-Man TV movie from 19 you know from like the, <gasps> the mid the mid 70s, uh, and and it. Or here's a super trippy KFC ad from 1963. Like, it's just, right on. it literally just... I've just explained to the audience what yeah. obscure media is, but it's, it is I literally what obscure was, media. Yeah. Um, what's the one, you know, Dinosaurs fucking trucks? Yes. Um drag... No. Dragons, dragons. fucking fuck, dragons Not dinosaurs. Yeah, Dragon. Yeah. dragons fucking trucks. Man. Um Those are good. <laughs> o- old school cool is great, if you haven't seen that one. I, wow, you were schooling me about... There's half a million of these. okay. Great so old true. pictures old of, cool. like... Oh, these you know, just these are oh, just like here's my grandpa
1: yes. who's a boss. Yes. yes, okay. Or you know, I here's some over, kids yeah.
0: playing in a fire hydrant in Brooklyn in 1954, yes. and yes. everyone just looks fucking so cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah.
1: So oh, yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I like I'm those. Have to
0: subscribe. Yeah,
1: there's I, and as a, obviously as a cat owner, our um, slash cats is good. I've actually gone there for cat advice, uh, just because you know I was a little worried about my. We talked earlier about my cat's weight. Um, I was teaching her how to sit. I was really proud of this, but every time I would sort of encourage her with a treat and then i bring her to the vet the vet's like she's fat way to go way to go and i can't even blame it i can't be like yeah i shouldn't have left the snickers in the house because like she's a cat like i am fully responsible for feeding her and i've i screwed up what's one of the things Mm. that
0: it's like i i I interviewed george lucas one time and and i was sort of fascinated by the idea that he created this thing Mm. that no matter what it no matter what it was to him it's not his anymore. No, no it's it not. It belongs to the. It belongs to the world. Yeah, and he might say things about it, and people go, "No, no, 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 no." Nope, and he's like, "I created it's. the thing." Yeah. They go, "Not nope, <laughs> fuck you. That's not what it is." <laughs> so there must be stuff like that with Reddit. Mm. So you know, what are some of the what are some of the positive things that you've seen, and what are some of the things where you're like, "Yeah, I don't know." There's this one aspect that may- I didn't foresee that maybe I could do without. You know,
1: that's interesting. I can't believe you're. I can't believe I'm just compared to George Lucas. Uh, well, you
0: created it. I mean, look, you created, you co-created well, a thing that is is as impactful, actually more impactful because of because the, the social Because the prequels change. were so bad. Oh, yes. Well,
1: <laughs> well, and and let's, I mean, keep in mind, right? Like, we built, the way Steve and I always thought about it was like, we are going to, I mean, it's forum software. At the end of the day, we grew up on web forms. We didn't invent the forum. We just built a really good platform for communities to share links and have discussions. Um, we, we thought of it like we're going to build the best, like, sort of community printing press that we can where anyone can take a stab at you know using this printing press um i think what you know star wars is awesome as it is is still just you know it is a bunch of ideas and some content um if you create a platform to create content you're going to potentially empower i mean right what, what teach do, a man dude? to fish you know yes and and so and i mean
0: there's a gungan. I
1: <laughs> nice no, poor Gungans. I know. Oh, they didn't have a chance, not a chance. <laughs> oh, the, I think the thing for me was we had no, we had no clue. We never, I mean the, our expectations were just, let's hopefully make this thing work and get like a few hundred people to use the one community we launched with and then get a few more people to use the next. Um, everything on Reddit is people like everything on Reddit, like I didn't like Lucas created an entire canon. Like he set the table with all these things that we've gone and created so much fan fiction and other things for like, we created a bunch of tools. We basically, you know, if I can stretch this metaphor, like we created the canvas and handed a bunch of brushes or the printing press and handed a bunch of fonts and type and just said, go make stuff. So, I mean, aside from the Reddit alien, like, which I love seeing tattooed on people and whatnot, like we can't take credit for anything. Like it was creating these tools and, I don't know how, I wonder how the Twitter guys feel. I mean, I would, never, I would never think any of that stuff happens because of Reddit, because, like, you hear, like, my, uh, um, oh, we we're sitting in front of microphones. Like, uh, it would be just as absurd to give Reddit or Twitter credit as it would be to say, like, you know, uh, the Eye of a Dream speech that microphone did an amazing job with that speech. <laughs> like what a great microphone that changed that set the world on fire. Right. Uh, and, and so I feel the same way. I, I and i and that's not just like, it's not some kind of false humility or even genuine humility. Like that's just the truth. Like it's, it was an amazing platform that has done really Cool stuff. But at the end of the day,
0: it's it's a microphone. It's, it's a, a microphone press. that ultimately you've 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 given people it, it essentially amplifies humanity.
1: Yeah, for better or for worse. And I think obviously I can't take credit for humanity. Uh, I will not yeah. will not take credit for You sure? I will not. I,
0: I was gonna give it to you. I
1: almost came in here ready to do it, but I was like, <laughs> no. Um, but that's how I feel. And so I am I am looking out at this. For the last nine years, we just had our ninth anniversary, actually, our ninth birthday. Uh, the first submission Reddit, fun fact, was a link I submitted to the Downing Street memo, uh, which was a more relevant memo back in 2005, and, uh, and Steve promptly downvoted it. So the, first, <laughs> the first vote ever on Reddit was from my best friend and co-founder, and he downvoted my link. It was just the two of us in this little apartment, so I knew exactly. I was like, Really? Really? Really, Steve? He's a dick.
0: Sorry, That's man. Just... I'm amplifying humanity. Man. This, yeah. is, you know, this is what the people want.
1: <laughs> so I think uh, I, we knew from the start it would never work unless we had users and gave them these great tools. And, and so every, every, the whole way, like Lucas, to his credit, right, actually created – I mean he borrowed a lot but, and had a lot of help. But he, you know, he created a universe. Right. He created all these things. He he put a bunch of things on canvas and then said, go, you know, this is no longer mine. The only thing I put on a canvas or Steve and I put on a canvas was like the Reddit alien. Um, we, we just handed out those tools. And I feel I feel so much. I don't know. I feel so much joy knowing that it could be a part of this. And also be open source. So Reddit's entirely open source. You can go download; it's on GitHub. Just download Reddit right now. Roll your own Reddit. Go for it. Um, because what let Steve and I start a startup? None of the other guys, Zuck, Twitter. These guys never talk about this stuff, and I wish they did. Not even what, Zuck. I know right? <laughs> they they don't talk about the fact that the reason we could start. Steve and I were two nobodies out of UVA who we raised twelve grand from Y Combinator to live for a summer in Boston, and we built something with our laptops. And, you know, like I said, twelve grand in budget that now has 100, 100 million plus users, all because of open source software. The cost of starting that was so low because a bunch of people had contributed to this knowledge, contributed free knowledge to allow us to build on their platforms. And so, you know, a few years in, it was very clear to both me and Steve, the only thing that wasn't open source about Reddit was Reddit itself. And we knew that the value on Reddit, right, the tools we made were only valuable because of the people using it. And so giving those tools out, all not unlike Tesla opening up their right, patents, right. was actually in our long-term best interest. Make these! Right? Like, go, please spread these ideas. Um, because in the end, we think it's just going to enrich everyone. All, you know, the rising tide lifting all boats. And what's crazy is, you know, Tesla is a for-profit, publicly traded, I am a shareholder company and everyone's asking me after they do this, like, how altruistic was it? And I'm like, well, why does it have to be mutually exclusive? Why? Like, like, why does it have to be either an altruistic thing or a sinister corporate thing? Like, Maybe it's actually in the best interest of a for-profit company to open up this database. And it's, it's valuable because if the world moves to electric cars, Tesla just knows they're going to out-innovate. And they're building the supercharger stations everywhere. That's the key word is, so that, like,
0: is that you can't be afraid, if anything... Uh, opening up the field forces you to innovate. To be better, yeah. A- and how you know? So it's really just how comfortable are you with like with, and and you know ultimately, if someone out innovates you, it might suck for you selfishly, but it's better for better humanity. Better for the world. Yeah. Deal
1: with it. I tell people all the fucking time. Build. Take a look at our source. Crush Reddit. You know what? And I say that. Kind- I mean, it'll make me sad, but like, I-, I really do feel that way. And and we like. I think we, we thrive on this in technology, and it's starting to bleed out into other industries. And I see, like, okay, coming from and, and being here in L.A. and hanging with friends who are, like, starting their music careers um, or film careers, and they're doing it online, right? They're launching their Kickstarters. They're launching their Patreons. They're on YouTube. They're creating content. I see how the rate of innovation for them now is starting to look like the rate of innovation was for us in the early days of like 05, 06, because now you're creating something amazing with your GoPro. Did you remember the, the Superman GoPro video? viral, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Like, you see this now and you're like, whoa, okay. Now, a now hundred other people in uh, filmmakers are like, that was cool. What's the next level? How do we take that thing and do something even more badass with a GoPro? And it just... You, you, the ever-growing pyramid is going up and up and And up, and everyone's hustling. I'm sure there are people listening to this who are like, "That Chris Hardwick's good, but I can do great."
0: And I always and she's getting started on some great Nerdist Empire. I always tell people when people like if they say to me like, "You know, you do this, or you interrupt people, or you talk too much, or you do this," I always (laughs) go, "Fine, you start your own and do it exact." And I don't say that aggressively. I just go, "Make the thing that you want to see exist in the world," Mm -hmm. because if you're dissatisfied. That's a good place to be. Yeah. But people who achieve greatness do something, do something positive and constructive with that dissatisfaction. And they don't just go, "Oh, goddammit," and then just write a bunch of shitty comments. Like, Truth. your contribution to the world is not writing shitty comments. Your contribution oh. to the world is making thi- like like manifesting things that innovate and make the make the world a more interesting place. Be be a maker, be a doer, be a creator. I the
1: the TLDR that I gave (laughs) to these 80 universities on the college tour was have ideas and do them. Like the internet lets you not just settle for having a great idea, or in the, the the worst case of it, just like leaving a shitty comment about how it could be better, um, but like actually be someone who does stuff. Right. Be someone who says, like, you know what? I'd really like to start an Etsy empire for knitting and be like, all right, I'm gonna go find I'm gonna go find a YouTube tutorial and start learning how to knit and join a knitting community. What's that? There's an amazing one on Ravelry. Is it unra- knitta, ravel, please? Ravelry? Oh. <laughs> that is it's, one. Really? I think so. Wow. Okay. Well, I think yeah. Ravelry is one I was thinking about. Like. More knowledge is available than ever,
0: and yeah. Or if you find
1: something that you just don't think is good enough, mate, start. You have no excuse now not to start your own. They and, literally have no excuse. And
0: this is, I think, this is one of the reasons why, and I know that you care very deeply about this, and I know Reddit, the community of Reddit, cares very deeply about this. This is why net neutrality is so important. Truth, because again, we can't. Much in the, the way that you were talking before, like in the old days, only certain types of people had access to certain resources and information and we as 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 a as a human culture Mm. can't really have that happen again (laughs) no like we will go so far back yeah so we can't we can't have that happen digitally when it's like you know when we're so on the forefront now but you know i I still feel like it's so much a part of uh like like people are just so in it now with Mm. the internet that it's I, I feel like that people in general this is sort of like, Oh, you don't want me to pirate this well, here's fifty ways I just figured out how to do that like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like the internet will will always undertake the challenge to subvert you know when when necessary people people are very resourceful right
1: we've known that for all history, even before the internet people are very resourceful uh but the internet itself is a technology like what is it get said it it interprets interprets censorship as damage and routes around it um People will always find a way. The answer to piracy is service. Uh, Nabe, uh, Gabe Gabe Newell of Valve said mm-hmm. it best. He's like piracy is a service problem, and and he's such a boss. Uh, not only for Half Life, although I guess we're all waiting for Half Life three. The you clues know, are there, man.
0: It's, it's all it's all coming they together. Look, they're there,
1: <laughs> but like he, my favorite anecdote. This dude went into Russia, and everyone said no, you can't go there, man. It's a whole industry of piracy. You guys are going to fail miserably. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he was like, you know what? I got this. Piracy is a service problem. And they went in there with Steam and offered a service that was better than piracy. And now they're, it's one of their biggest markets now. They went <laughs> into the lines, den, offered something that was a better service than piracy and are winning. Like innovation is what's going to win the day. It's not going to be legislation or trying to just mess with the net. And then when it comes to net neutrality, if I can use the, the platform – um, I've been going any, – anytime anyone would give me airtime, I encourage people, just like hopefully you saw John Oliver uh, pleading, go to the FCC's website. Oh, then he fucking comments, crashed it. Cr- took down the site. This is a public comment period. We have until September 10th. Um, you can call them. I, I've, I've called them up. They're very nice people there. Just let them know that – Title II reclassification Is what we need for broadband It's going to make broadband the utility We all know it is So that Comcast and Verizon And I guess there's only really three companies uh, Cox uh, Can't discriminate traffic On the internet And that all bits are treated equally uh, Because they should be
0: So please uh, do that um, And I, I just got to note that you have a hard out You have to, be, you have to, go, you have to do more book Well interview. I have a flight Oh shit yeah that's uh, well, a very no, no, hard no, out No it's okay
1: I think well hold on Let me double check
0: What's traffic like in LA? Oh, there's, there's <laughs> hardly anyone on the road. I don't think it'll be too actually between here and the airport. It's not that bad. You're like 20 minutes. Now let's do the Californian sketch. I would recommend taking La Brea uh, <laughs> all the way to Stocker and then over to Sepulveda and then into the airport and then over to La- uh, No. Yeah, Sepulveda, La Tijera. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Was that was that the right way? We could, I, if I'm out of here at one, I should be fine. You'll be yeah. you'll be okay. Great. Um, or even one fifteen. Uh, you'll get to Let's meet the, going. you'll get Gary Cole on the way out. Oh, right on. Who's coming in wow. for the next podcast? Oh, oh, it's just an assembly line. No, nope, just, 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 <laughs> just the two of you today. Just the two of you today. Just the two of you special. today. So I'm trying to think about I'm trying to think about names for this thing, and I came up with one, but okay. it's real bad because it's a shitty portmanteau. Bring it, Amplify Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that because we're talking about yeah. we're talking about humanity amplifiers. Yeah, I like that. So I'm done with that. Ampli Friday. That. I don't know Friday. though. it's it's almost. Should it be purposely wow. clunky? It's long one. It's just yeah. that it's too long. It's too long. Should it be a purposely clunky one? Or, yeah.
1: or wait, or, or it could just be reduced to like, you know, the TBT once enough people know about it. So this would be faith in humanity. Fr- fifth. H. Got that. Got that. Fifth. Fifth. fifth?
0: Fifth. 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 Faith fifth. in Fridays. Faith. Faith. Fifth. Faith, faith in, in Fridays. Fridays. I like this Friday thing. Because um, that's, you know, like you start your weekend. You know, is oh, that good? Yeah. or do we like it Mondays because Monday oh, people come back in? Yeah. You start case the week of the Mondays. You got the case of the Mondays, <laughs> um, or should it not have anything to do with anything? And should it just be like um, Nards Day? And are like, what's Nards Day? Oh, well, it's just this. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just whatever it
1: is. It has to be amazing. I think it's the only thing we we should, we should definitely agree on. Uh, um, I'm a-
0: Monday Monday Mondaysing. Mon- is that bad. but so, so the idea is that wonderful, no. wonderful. Oof, <laughs> oof. Uh, uh, I just it just fell out of my mouth I'm sorry that's Olivia Munns fan group no, uh, it's not <laughs> um, the, is, is it something about because um, because okay so the, so the, the basic idea is mm-hmm. that uh, one day a week you go out of your way to make mm-hmm. someone feel better about themselves you're, yeah, you're or something they've created to or something that they've done yeah. So is it is it is it is it a karma based pun which it was uh, which oh. essentially ties it back to Ooh. to karma? Mm. Um, car, car, car Monday. Car, mm, no. Car, car, uh, Someone right now is just screaming at the yeah, headphones it's just, like it's, it's right it. here. You fucking <laughs> idiots! They will tweet at us. You created Reddit. Right yeah. How could you not think <laughs> of something right now? <laughs>
1: um, you know, we actually. Uh, we Reddit was almost called so I registered R E D D I T and R E D I T T at the same time. This was senior year at UVA. I was in the library, Alderman Library, uh trying to come up with names for our company. And I was really proud of that because I was like, oh, people will say I read it on Reddit. And I was gonna go with R E D I T T because I just kinda thought that made more sense. And I asked my friend uh Melissa, shout out Melissa, which one like if you were gonna bastardize Reddit, like red it, like read it. Which one of these bastardizations makes more sense? And she's like two D's, and I was like, all right, done, done. And other names suggested by Paul Graham include Octopop. Wow, well, okay. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. Um, red there was it. Oh, there was it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's all totally communist blanking. era topless photos. There, <laughs> there were some really, oh, there were some really awful ones too. Oh, Ublagoo, n- n- oo- oh, there were some Ublagoo, Ublagoo. No, Poplex. That was one. I have I have all these emails like right popular now. lexicon. Yeah, Vox. We couldn't. We thought about Vox Pop for a minute, but I think it was already registered. Like Voice of the People. That was a little too heady. Uh, but anyway, I think I'm basically all I'm saying is I'm not great with names. Hit, uh, Hitmunk was almost bounce pounce. Okay, and then Adam's girlfriend was like, just come up with a cute animal and then misspell it so you can get the domain name, so then Alexis can draw a mascot. <laughs> Chipmunk <laughs> without the C and nothing to do with travel search. But yeah.
0: what's your grandfather's name?
1: John. Mm. Yeah. yeah I know Not a lot to work with um, Sorry grandpa I yeah. love you
0: Let's see
1: <laughs> And he listens every, every week He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't. Mean, I, don't I, mean, I don't think he,
0: Podcasting is not Maybe, maybe mean, on this yeah. special day of the week He'll pay it forward <laughs> <laughs> There we go Yeah. I mean um, I, have fa- I actually have faith
1: That your followers uh, And then the, the 20 people following me Are gonna come up with something good What if we just called it payday? Ooh. And then do it on Friday. You do it on and Friday! Forward.
0: Bizarre! Damn!
1: Ugh. Fuck yes! Owned it. You're paying it? it! One more. I felt, You're it. Paying I felt it. I felt it.
0: Forward and it's Friday. Ooh. Oh my Bravo. God. Bravo. My brain's oh. vagina just needs oh, to just that feels was good. like it just spit out a oh, giant thought, need a need a Oh that was good. Thought baby. I need a cigarette. I know. Ooh. Oh that was good. Was it good for you? I just need a salve or something to <laughs> Man, oh, okay. Okay, that's good. Okay, so Friday is really payday. payday. And payday, payday basically means you're paying you're paying it forward in some way. Now, in general, that could mean, you know, you go onto a forum and say, you know, like and support someone in that way or Or like tweet out a photo or tweet out a link to someone's amazing thing on
1: their Etsy store
0: or holler, share, get some love. It's about sharing and nothing, nothing is successful without a community. Totally. Community, like you look at anything that's, that has become relevant Mm -hmm. and it's because there was a community holding it up. So, except for except for Kim Kardashian. Except for yeah. I'm sorry, I'm the, the, sorry. Kanye kid. is the, the community behind that. <laughs> um, and except oh. for the show community.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, <no>. Ironic. <laughs> yeah. Which is ironic. So such a bummer. Yeah. It's such a good show. Oh. But it but ultimately <laughs> but ultimately it's just the idea of creating this this sort of like positive stratum of, of our culture yeah. and and using the power for good so Friday, Fridays from now on we'll see how long this lasts will be payday and we can do I this. guess we should probably see if there's a there's probably a payday subreddit um, r slash payday and maybe it's just about the candy bar if you guys yeah, like the candy big bar fans of the candy my bar. favorite thing is the white wrapper Yeah. <laughs> what you mean snow <laughs> selfies eating the payday yeah
1: I I think I think we get this going. I bet we will, be will, right? be, oh, will be yeah. on. We will be Oh, we'll be all over. We will be all over. We can we'll organize. Nah, <laughs> we'll get our nerve yeah, forces. Let's do it <laughs> everybody. Gladen. Gladen. Yeah.
0: But uh, <laughs> yeah, cuz you know one, one thing that Chloe's very mindful of is mm-hmm. that if you know if someone's uh, she'll find something about people that she likes mm-hmm. and she'll say like, "Hey, your nails look really cool," or "That's a great sweatshirt," or "Hey, cool hat," you know, because it's just even even on an incremental level that can change the course of someone's day. Absolutely. It could change the course of their life. Totally. I, I think back on so many of
1: the little decisions. There's a great oh, – I'm forgetting the Borges poem about this. Forking paths I think it's called. Anyway, I think about how really at the time inconsequential decisions have made such an impact on my life. Like I – when I was applying for UVA – uh, first year or freshman year dorms, you choose. You get this random form that's like old dorms or new dorms, and it's this innocuous. Just like you have a preference for like old school hallway style dorm or like new school suite style. And I chose old school for no reason other than I was like, yeah, okay. I move in and look across the hall, and there's this blonde haired, blue eyed angel playing Grand Turismo, and I was so thrilled because I I played video games growing up. I didn't think people played games in college. I didn't have any older siblings to tell me how college worked. So I was like, oh my god, this guy's he's into games. I introduced myself. He says, I'm Steve. And I'm like, I'm Alexis. And I was so thrilled to see him. He was bummed because he then realized he was not living on a co ed hall Mm -hmm. because he'd seen my name on the door and thought I was a girl. But we still became really good friends. And eventually, talked him into starting a company with me, which would become Reddit. <laughs> and if I hadn't checked that box, think about that checkbox all the time, because for whatever reason, it's still in my head, remembering like, hmm, yeah, I guess I'll go with the old. If I had checked the new dorm box, or if I had ended up in any other hall in the old dorms, like, I'd probably be an immigration lawyer right now, and there'd be no Reddit, and I wouldn't be here doing this podcast. And every one of us has these moments in our lives. Uh, uh, all of the people, I mean, you can get, I'm doing that AMA with my grandpa. I was hearing, you know, I was re—I was hearing him retell stories about what his family went through and these little decisions that happened. That you know, if, I mean, you can go, you can make movies about this stuff. Uh, that that put us on the course to end up here, and like, it's it's crazy. Um, so don't dwell on this too much, unless you're high, and then it's a really good time. <laughs> but like, really, the littlest things can make such a big impact, and. I, I, I totally believe in that. So I'm very excited about this payday, man. This is, I am, this, I'm this excited is about this too. This is a precedent, man. Um, what, uh, do you want to plug your book oh. real fast? Oh, what? yeah, I guess so. I mean, so my publisher is at war with Amazon right now. Okay. So my book has been throttled. Uh, so get it on Barnes & Noble. <laughs> uh, or I've also been told, it's called Without Their Permission, and I always have these college students on the tour sheepishly coming up to me saying, hey, what's up, dude? Like, listen, said, I don't have money to buy your book, but I, I downloaded it on the pirate bay and and they tell me this and i'm just like how dare you no i'm like that's cool man it's all right you're a college student it's all right it's not a lost sale so i'm not endorsing downloading my book but if you're strapped for cash you just don't want to spend the money i'm told it's available on the pirate bay which is a good sign you wouldn't
0: know that for sure i I mean how
1: could you know i'm not endorsing that um, but I'll tell you that's how I knew it was going to be a bestseller was cuz it was on the pirate bay within 24 hours. And it's like if you're willing to pirate a damn
0: ebook, like I must be doing something right. <laughs> so that that is that is what I have to say about that. Excellent. Uh, um, and maybe just one do uh, people are fairly aware of you on Reddit? Like do they're aware of your or- eh, Yes and no. I think
1: I think it's at us. I mean there are 110 million people. Like it's cool Steve and I never made it about us.
0: Um, you could look at some of our former competitors. So hard not to do that. I know someone starts stepping on your neck and you're like, bitch, this is my house. (laughs) Well,
1: I think, I think one of the, one of the things we got very right was we knew it was going to, it was only going to work if it was a platform for communities. And if a half million communities were one day going to use it, like the community at our rainbow would have to feel ownership over that forum. They wouldn't, you know, our black ladies isn't there because me and Steve are there. Um, Our competitor at the time, Dig, uh, was started by, by all accounts, a very nice guy, Kevin, who I think was coming from a place of celebrity as a TV host and trying to build a forum that was essentially about him. Mm -hmm. Like that community was essentially there for him and Dignation. And so there was a ceiling on that because there's only so many people who are going to want to be there for Kevin. Right. We knew if we're going to be a real platform, we'd have to be bigger and broader and make it about at most the alien, but not about me or Steve. So I take great pride in knowing like I'll comment on posts and people will downvote me and be like, how do you know that about the founding of Reddit? Right, And then someone else might chime in and be like, he's, a, he's one of the founders.
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's funny. you were talking about Dig about building around the platform around itself and I'm like… <clears throat> Nerdist? That, no, but you guys <laughs> but you are <laughs> Did I do that? I think I might have done no, that. But you're building a media company, right? Well, I, I think we are. I mean like that's that's what I'm trying to do. And I, and and so I'm I've been trying to bring on as you know a bunch of different voices so it's yeah. not just me. No, no,
1: no. But like like I said, I, I think it works in build it it works building a media company. If you're trying to build a platform, you can you're only gonna have a ceiling, right? If like Twitter can't be about the founders of Twitter if you're gonna have everyone in the world tweeting. Reddit can't be about the founders, Reddit. If you're going to have everyone else, like I said, we built the tools, we built the canvas. You guys are creating content and and it's a different like, and and so Kevin tried to take a model that would have been better suited towards creating content and creating a content empire than creating a platform.
0: Right. And I am, uh, I'm very excited to, um, I wonder if I'm going to get karma for this interview. I feel like maybe I should.
1: Yeah, people. I
0: I don't know. That's the other thing too, right? You. I, I'm not going to post my own interview.
1: You. I mean, I just I'm just bracing you. You're probably not going to get a lot of upvotes for it. People will <laughs> just be like, whatever.
0: <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter though because ultimately there is a there is an R nerdist that I don't that I don't run. Someone oh, else yeah. runs it, and they do a great job. Great community, awesome, and it's and it's and it's really nice. And I do. I love watching where people take things. It's, it's yeah. it, that's 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 what meme culture is. It's going yeah. how did you start here and get here? And it's like a bunch of people just chipped in, and then you know, I mean, like I, I, you know, I spent one year. I went to the the MIT uh, the puzzle hunt yeah. that they do, and yeah, yeah. and and I was so blown away by the sheer power of that experience. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, you guys are just doing this. For, for for no fucking reason. Yeah. What if you took all of that brain power and focused it on <laughs> yeah. science hunger yeah. or science. Yeah. like so the, like the idea that you know if you focus enough ner- if you throw enough nerds at something then they, like eventually it, you'll figure it out you know like that that yeah. to me that's what I you know besides. Besides watching the weird train of non sequiturs that mm-hmm. happen on Reddit, but that's the other thing that excites me about. It. It's like you know, if you throw a bunch of enough people at something, they'll fucking figure it out. Well and
1: and to that point, I'm glad you have that perspective. I think the 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 content creators who will win are the ones who know that like once they create the message, once they create the content, they lose control of it, and that's always been the case, right? Like mm-hmm. whether people are talking at the water cooler about the episode of Mash they saw last night, or whether they're posting on our Game of Thrones about all of their like. Why are you talking about Mash? I just woke up from a coma. No, I'm no, I'm using the. I'm saying like the old school, the like old school at a water, water cooler. cooler right? yeah. Mash was the
0: first. That was a TV show, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. In- interestingly, yeah, it's like a hundred. It's I think the same number of users that Reddit has watched the finale. The of finale. MASH.
1: Wow. Okay. That puts yeah. it perspective. Yeah, so
0: MASH was wasn't was was very popular. It was, a huge, it was yeah. one of the most popular shows in history.
1: And, and and though those fans were limited by geography to basically geek out about stuff. Mm-hmm. Today, right, there is when the show goes off the air, the conversations can begin. And like like it's amazing. Like Game of Thrones, for instance, is a bit of a fan, right? There are people discussing it twenty-four-seven, creating new fan art and debates and quizzes and discussions and mm-hmm. The content producers that get that, like you're saying, like you love seeing it and where it goes and where it spirals, realize like that's, that's where the future heads. The more things you can kind of throw at your community to give them the excitement of feeling like involved or connected, uh, the better because they've always controlled the message. Like at the end of the day, whether you sell like bottled water uh, or whether you're producing content like uh, media um, – You know, your customers are going to talk, your fans are going to speak, and they're going to connect. And the more that you can do to kind of give them cool stuff to mess with and acknowledge that, you know what, it's not mine anymore, uh, the better.
0: Well, where do you think that, you know, like as sort of as digital culture continues to subvert traditional media Mm -hmm. structure, Mm -hmm. where do you see like where do you see things going as audiences just kind of splinter and splinter more and they, you know, they get stuff wherever they get it. And I think. I mean, we are, we're already seeing people are
1: very, um, I guess it's like brand agnostic, like on the internet, the, the content you consume, it's coming from everywhere. And it could be a, a multi-billion dollar company that produced it, or it could be a little kid with an iPhone. Yeah. And there are still going to be, here's what it is. I think there's still going to be superstars, um, but there are going to be a lot more people kind of in the middle who historically would not have been able to make, a living, like the idea of of like content creators, and we can say like just creatives, artists, whatever. It was always binary. It was always you're either you've either made it mm-hmm. or you're a starving artist right. or a starving creator or starving whatever. Um, and now, you know, the reason I invested in Patreon, the reason I think there's so much happening here is because there's a middle ground. Like there's a dude named Smooth McGroove who does. Uh, acapella video game theme songs videos on YouTube. He's a very talented acapella singer, also owns a black cat. So we're, you know, show me like guy. that yeah. lives in Oklahoma and he's earning, he's already getting a few grand a month to produce these videos. And he, he, he distributes them for free. YouTube's made that trivial and he has a following. He's not going to ever be Beyonce, but that's okay. Like if he can make a living, like, Every day, just producing, thinking about
0: making great Well, it's the 1,000 True Fans thing. Yeah. Like, you don't have to appeal to, to... everybody. You don't have to appeal to 300 million people and 350 million people in America. Mm. You, you can still... It's the nicheifying of our culture, yeah. basically. You, if you can appeal to an, enough of a community to support the thing that you want to do, then you can continue to do that thing. And, and the fact that like the, you know, the distribution part got solved by YouTube
1: over the last uh, you know, nine years, um, but the monetization has not. And, and I think it's going to be these kinds of micro patronage platforms that are going to do it because like what happens now when a, there's a world of smooth McGrews who don't need to work freelance jobs or don't need to work as baristas or bartenders to sort of pay the bills in between making the stuff they really want to make. They can spend all of their time thinking about creating and making, like they're going to get their ten thousand hours, whether they play the ukulele, or whether they do podcasts, or whether they do whatever, way faster. And so that's going to mean more people getting more skilled faster than ever at a broader or in a broader way, like more of them uh, all over. And I think it's just going to mean just a lot of amazing content, much much better content, and just really cool new stuff bubbling up. And instead of looking at trends like over the span of like years. Uh, or months, it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be weeks, and then days, and then minutes. I mean, that, that's gonna get crazy, right? Because there are. I mean, I already feel like if I miss a day of the internet, I miss a lot of stuff yeah. that has happened and sort of bubbled up in kind of pop culture. But that's only going to keep accelerating uh, until
0: it's just it's going right into our brains. every millisecond. It's, it's platforms <laughs> to me that is that I'm that I, I'm so curious to see mm-hmm. how how it all shakes out and i and i don't know if it'll i mean i don't think i think we're so far into it at this point that it's not going to shake out in anything that resembles the traditional model at all Hell it's no. like oh there's just a handful of nope. you know it's it ultimately you know i think it's sort of like you said with trusted sources people will find brands or organizations that are sort of there oh this is my trusted source for this bit of particular thing, thing. Yeah. and um you know and the uh, then it's not about like television or internet. It's just like, oh, the delivery it's system. Stuff. It's just yeah. stuff. It's just become stuff.
1: Yeah, man. And it's going to be it, – it, th- this change is happening right now. And then – oh, right. So then let's go a little step further. So I has a lot of time with college students right on this tour. And there are a bunch – I'm always telling people learn to code, by the way. If you have any interest in technology or doing startups, you want to start the next Reddit or Hitmonk, learn to code. Um, but the – there's a whole other segment. Who are you know, humanities majors like me, history majors, or who maybe they wanted to, they want to do podcasting, or they want to make they want to play saxophone, or they want to just make cool videos. Um, they never had a model, right? They're, they grew up, they've been growing up with this idea of oh, right, it's either right you've made it or you haven't. But as more and more examples, as more smooth gr- smooth McGrooves kind of show up, those become role models to be like, wait, there's another way. Like I can actually take time to start building an audience and start like making start to make a living from it. And I, i I could make a living making my crochet mug holders. I, I don't even know if that makes any sense, but like they can start taking the things they're passionate about and actually see if there's a way to make money from it and maybe even make a living from it instead of looking at that path of like, well, this is always going to have to be something that's like a hobby because you're either a starving artist or you're, you know, Beyonce. Right. Uh, and that's just going to be more people who can now look at creation differently. Because they don't have to think about, well, you know, yeah, you've got a nice hobby, but you've got to get a real job. And so you've got to work in that nine to five gig um, because those jobs aren't there. And, and the economy is still sorting itself out. And And I hope I hope the best comes out of it uh, because there's some really talented people who we, know, we never used to get, you know, never used to get the best ideas from who hopefully now will start getting a chance to do it.
0: Well, thank you very much for not only thank you for being here. Thank you for Reddit. Oh, uh, sure. Thanks, Steve. Sure. Steve too. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I would like to thank uh, skydart for giving me user skydart on Reddit for giving me the uh, gift of Reddit. And, um, you know, I, I'm I'm there. I'm in your community. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Well, thank and, you for having me and for creating payday. A payday, and and I would Fridays are payday yeah. from now on. From Tomorrow,
1: forever. what are you, I'm, I'm, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to do for tomorrow's payday.
0: Um, and then. Hmm. Um, and then I hope that, uh, you know, that uh, off podcast that we can catch up every so often. Sure. And just, you know, yeah. get to be pals. Dude, I would love that. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send the little care package. Well, th- I would greatly appreciate it. I know she awesome. would, too. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. Alexis, good uh, to see you. Thank you, Chris. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. Or enjoy your burrito. <laughs> I'm going to create that right now. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge the Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.